Welcome to the Channel Tribe. In this session of software testing webinar by the Test Tribe, we are having Somya Mukherjee discussing on containerize your test and parallelize executions. Let me introduce the speaker for today, Somya Mukherjee. He's a passionate tester, but he's also a developer at heart. He has extensive experience doing smart automation with various tools and tech stack. He has developed products for QA. Um, Run, he has uh, run large QA transformation programs. He has applied machine learning concepts in QA. So he has done a lot. And today he is here for the webinar uh, that you are or are here to listen to. That is containerizing your test and parallel execution. So welcome, Somya. Yeah, welcome to the stage. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Yeah, the stage is yours now. Thank you very much. Uh, welcome to the session. So let me start the presentation. OK, so today we are going to see how we can containerize our tests and execute it in parallel. OK, now everybody we will we will see your concepts of uh, Jenkins. That's continuous integration. We'll see how you can leverage Docker. I'll talk about why. What is Docker? Why it is important? And then we'll see a demo. Right, a couple of demos here. So this is a very, very packed session. I wish I would have got three, four hours, uh, but it is a packed session. So uh, stay tuned and uh, like a pilot, I always say sit back and relax. Okay, uh, something about me, close to 17 years of experience, started working, started my career as a developer, uh, made a choice to move to testing, uh, predominantly on the automation side and uh, I did. I, I was a co-founder of a couple of consulting companies in my career. Uh, right now, I'm in Apple, working as an engineering manager, managing a variety of projects, architecting uh, the test automation and the managing the engineering teams. You can connect with me on uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. These are my handles. These are short handles by Bitly. So, thanks to them. So today's agenda, we will see what is Jenkins. So I would be probably going back and forth uh, in the questions section so that I need to understand, you know, whether how do you guys understand Jenkins and Docker and we will see uh, some bit of Selenium test. So we'll run a Selenium test. Uh, and predominantly, you know, we would use something very different what people do not do. Uh, and we'll see how to you know how, we, how to implement the Docker. Uh, quick understanding about Jenkins. Uh, can anybody tell me uh, what do they mean by Jenkins? Why why Jenkins came into the picture? Anyone? Okay, running jobs automatically. Yes, they do. To do continuous delivery, yes. So C I N C D, yes. It orchestrates things, yes. What you are telling me is what are its capability. But can anybody tell me why there is a need of continuous integration? Okay, Jenkins is just a tool to aid that. But we need to first understand why. What is continuous integration and why predominantly the 
yes so quicker feedback right and okay so i can take that one quicker feedback and then let me give up an example okay let's assume i have a dev team in the india and uh, i have a qa team in us right we basically develop the product here okay and um, ship it or basically check in our code in jenkins make the build and then deploy right on the server now what typically happens here is that when my qa team comes like in their morning they will pick up that build they'll start testing it and they will find some defects or you know they want to they want to publish some some observation what they have to do is they will they will put that in the system and then my developers will again come to their morning so if you look at this right the cycle is of more than 10 12 hours right there is there are teams who are distributed there are feedbacks which are highly elongated like they are very very long uh mostly 10 hours 12 hours sometimes 24 hours right depending upon where your team sits um uh, and that is why you know there was a need of a tool that should come to the market and you know uh, help to solve this problem and that is where the tool called as hudson so jenkins was called as hudson before and it basically bring brought in an idea that okay you can do all of that that you are doing manually which is your building your code you know um doing configuration management okay and uh, you know what i can do is i can basically help you to do that and you can deploy and uh, if you have automated tests that would basically tell you that you know whether the build is stable enough to at least test and you know uh whether the tester would basically take it for uh their testing so that was predominantly why jenkins came into the picture of software development uh to shorten the cycle so if you look at it everywhere uh, there is a need of reducing the cycle time so jenkins here offers continuous testing okay with selenium it also helps in configuration management with puppet so there are so what jenkins do jenkins have a lot of plugins and th- through various plugins it basically talks so it's, there are nothing but the interfaces through which it can talk to the tools underlying tools uh then it can also help in continuous deployment that as soon as my test pass and i make a decision of putting it on a server i can use ansible to do that right i can also continuously monitor and there are nagios there are datadog there's a lot of tools there in the market it also helps in version control and obviously it helps also helps in building your product okay so that's why jenkins is into the picture right keep posting your questions i'll take them in the last okay now I hope you have understood why Jenkins is in need and why do we want to use it. Now let's see what is a container, right? Because we we want to understand why do we want to use Docker, why do we want to use Jenkins, right? So on the left hand side, uh, sorry, on the right hand side, if you look at it, right, that was predominantly the architecture 
that was there um, quite a long time, right? When when I started my career, that was the architecture, right? Somewhere around close to 2015 or so, uh, Docker predominantly was gaining uh, the traction in the market. Uh, so the architecture was for everything they will they will have VMs, uh, and every VM will have its own uh, OS, uh, and the apps would run on those machines. There would be a hypervisor which will talk to the underlying infrastructure. Now, what is the issue in this particular architecture? The issue in this particular architecture is that it's very bulky. If you look at it, right? You you are you need physical machines to basically do that, or you need a big server and you need to cut down those machines, right? Think about a scenario wherein you have a 16 gig machine and your only requirement is a 2 gig, right? You are wasting the memory there. Right? Um, why would you need a machine then? So, so what was the idea here is that the machine itself is quite bulky. It requires a lot of configurations uh, before it actually uh, plugs into the system. There was not much. Uh, technology uh, available around that time which was actually can do this in a smart way so docker came into the picture and said okay don't worry okay i can use one but give me one virtual machine or give me one machine and what i can do is i can have an orchestration layer and i will orchestrate all your apps okay so if you look at the picture on the left hand side you have apps a to f which gets orchestrated by a Docker layer, so Docker would <clears throat> basically run these apps in a container. That's also a, an OS, but it's very, very tiny OS with a minimalistic, so it will basically bring in those images, which is very minimal. Like for an example, if I do not want <clears throat> XYZ software on my machine, why should I install it, right? So Docker gives you that provision to basically customize the way you want to and, and have it as light as possible. Now this light small container can run it on on any anywhere. Uh, uh, like, you know, uh, it can work on a machine, a virtual machine or AWS and wherever it would be. So what it has, what it has done, it basically created a Docker, Docker layer or orchestration layer that sits on your host uh, OS. Uh, so I, I will show you the demo you will see that I have a Mac OS on which I have installed Docker. So my Mac OS is my host operating system. And then I have a Docker layer, uh, which, which would, uh, in which, you know, I have installed the machines, right? So that's predominantly container. Like to, to, to summarize in a layman term, a container is just like, let's just like a small room in your home, right? And your room would, have only basic stuff what you actually need you will not keep all the uh, things of your house in that room right you would distribute it it similarly so it's it's very very lightweight right it's just 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 the the uh, whatever i just mentioned right a small room in the house so you can you think containers like them right you you have a you have a home with three bedroom right those three rooms are nothing but those three containers where you can do uh, you can you can do whatever you want to um, having said that 
Um, let's see how it works. Okay. I'll go a little. So sorry that I have to go a little faster because we have very, very limited time. So let me uh, show you something. Okay. So what I've done, I have downloaded Jenkins war file. Okay. Um, from the internet so you can go to the jenkins site and you can basically download the word file okay so i hope you can see here um, so what i've done i've i've created this command okay see yes okay so here if you look at it i have started the war on port 5000 okay this will give me a website uh, Jenkins website on port 5000. So let's see how it is seen. So if I go here and uh, I go on Jenkins, uh, let me log in again. Uh, I can see that this is the board, okay, and I can see there are some jobs uh, here. We'll talk about those jobs, you know, what they do and how to need to create. I'm not sh uh, showing you how to create a job, but uh, if you at all want to uh, create a job, you need to go to new item and then you need to specifically select, you know, what you want to do. Now, they, they have a lot of options right now. When I started, it was only freestyle, a Maven project and external jobs. There were only three options. Uh, so they have no multiple options here. So you can basically choose the type of the project and then go, go forward. So I'm not going going uh, through this right now. Okay. Um, so so you have jenkins here and i'll show you you know uh, when when we do this now what i've done in parallel i have created a selenium test so everybody understands selenium here right and uh, i've created a pipeline test this this code is freely available you guys can can go to github and can um, basically take it from uh, pull it from my account Okay, so here you will see a pipeline test and you can basically take the code from here. So now what I've done is I have created a pipeline test and uh, uh, this is nothing but a simple Google search test. So I have a page object which will hold the objects and I have a test. Uh, now what I'll do is I'll run this test on grid, Selenium grid. And hence, I have initialized the web driver as a remote web driver. And uh, the test remains the same that it would basically open Google, uh, go and put automation, uh, then click on the search button, see how many links are present, and assert whether it is more than 130. Right? Simple test, nothing fancy about it. Uh, you guys can also do this. Okay. Now, how would I run this? There are multiple ways to run this. One way to run this is uh, I right click on my test and I say that, okay, run as test ng test. Or I can basically have a test ng XML file through which I can, I can execute. I can create the XML fly, file on the fly and I can execute it. Execute it. The, the other way that I can do it is by using a uh, Jenkins file, okay? Let me show you the Jenkins file first and then see what it does, okay? So if you guys look at this, okay? And let me put this to the editor, 
Okay. Let me see. I hope it is visible. So what I'm doing is, uh, okay, I am not, most of the organizations and most of the people who I, I speak with generally go ahead and uh, uh, go ahead and go to Jenkins and then have a single job, right? They will create it as a freestyle project, okay? They will create it as a freestyle project or a Maven project, okay? Uh, and then what they will do is they will basically configure this particular project. Now, when they will configure this, right, it would be a one single job. Okay. I hope you guys understand this. So now let's assume that I fill all of these configurations and I want to run this, right? So I go to the dashboard and if you see that this is the, this is a project, but it has only one job to do. That means whatever is the underlying configurations I have done, it would only do that. However, if you, if you visualize, that's not how our, uh, that's not how our software development pipeline works, right? Our pipeline is that, uh, when I say pipeline, it's a step, uh, series of steps. So first step is, you know, uh, obviously writing the code and checking in. Second is building your code. Third is deployment. Fourth is initiate testing. Uh, fifth is uh, when you initiate testing, you need to prepare infrastructure. Sixth is uh, generate reports, make decision to move the pipeline forward. Uh, if it works, uh, take take the uh, build from the artifactory and then publish it. So if you look at it, there are a series of steps that I have to do, right? And Predominantly, most of the organization only create one project, one job, because they are only concerned about testing, right? But as an automation person, we need to actually see the entire pipeline. What if, what if, um, as a tester, I am I have written tests for API and UI, and I want to run them in parallel, right? Um, I hope you guys can imagine, right? The code has come and it got deployed. I have to initiate now the, the the automation. And most of the companies would do that. They would run the tests sequentially. Like they will run the API first. Uh, they will run the UI then and hence forward. Think about this the problem here. The problem here is since it runs sequentially, it would take more time. So what? To reduce the time, what we do is we make it parallel. Now, how it is possible when you only have one project and one job? It is not possible, right? Um, uh, to do this, you will. Uh, most of the companies will do that. You know, they will prepare one job for API, one job for UI. Okay, there is no link linkage between uh, them. Uh, extremely difficult to basically, uh, basically uh, do decision making on whether I should be able to certify the build or not right it is very it's very difficult so now how should i be proceeding okay with this so let me show you how you can create your pipeline uh, in parallel so i was coming to this file so what you will do you will create a pipeline right it's it's a sequence of steps that i have to do uh, i define stages the stages is pull the code now when i stay Pull the code from where? So what are the steps? 
you pull the code from this github okay second stage what is the step i need to basically do a docker compose i'll come back to this okay that's where you would basically create your environment uh, for your execution third you build what you do is you set your java home and then you basically do your maven clean package so what it would it will instantiate your tests uh fourth what uh, sorry it will just uh, it will package and build build your code uh fourth uh, what it would do it will run your test fifth it will destroy what it has created right so if you look at it these are series of steps okay now if i want to basically um if i want to basically want to run ui and api in a parallel way what i can do is and uh, what i can do is is that i can have the file created like this okay let me show that to you okay so let's let's see this i have a pipeline what are the stage the first stage is build i'm just echoing like i'm not doing anything i'm just showing you how you can run them in parallel stage 2 i want to instantiate test but i want to instantiate test parallelly i want to instantiate one job ui and another job api third job security i want to run parallel testing to my on my product so what i have to do i have to just uh enclose this in a keyword called as parallel and and mention all the stage so what it does it's a nested staging that we are doing segregating with the help of a keyword called as parallel now i can define stage it has got multiple stages it has got a ui test 1 and a ui test 2 so you can see that you know you will have multiple jobs running for that ui tests so this is where i will be parallelizing my ui tests i can also parallelize my api tests right and like that and then the final stage is deploying deploying now let me run this and show you how it looks okay to make it more fancy okay we are using blue ocean plugin okay so you can you can have Of, uh, blue ocean plugin to visualize it much better so i go to test pipeline and i'm just doing building now okay so i when i go to open blue ocean plugin what it would do it would basically see okay so it ran just now right so i'll show you how it runs yeah so it looks like this right so can you see right so it it started the build there there are two ui tests that i have to do there is and and i have to instantiate api test and security test and deploy okay so i'll i'm just running it again so you will see that it will you know start it starts in parallel so that's how uh you know you can parallelize your test by you creating a jenkins file okay um so now coming back uh to jenkins so that's fine okay now the idea here is that fine you told us you know that you can parallelize this and this is how you should do it by using jenkins file how would you basically create my environment okay how would you create my environment so what we do is think about a situation if i have to do all of this manually right i have to basically run each and every command in terminal 
um, each time and then monitor whether those are working fine or not. And, uh, you know, I, I cannot, you know, keep it running because this is my personal machine. I cannot do that, right? So uh, what, what generally we do here is that we use Docker because it can run in background um, and uh, we will we'll basically create the infrastructure, uh, the entire infrastructure on Docker, right? Now, it is very difficult for me to memorize each and every command, right? You need not to memorize each command. Um, second, you, you do not, I, I do not want to, uh, I want to basically parallelize my, my, uh, my container creation also, right? All of that. Uh, and how can I achieve that? I can put everything in the Docker compose file. Right? Uh, so I, what I am doing here is that I can, can create multiple containers and I can tell them what they have to do. So what I've done, what I've done is, um, how would I get this information? Uh, simple. You can basically go to Selenium HQ. There's a Docker Selenium page and you would see a lot of documentation here. So you need not to write these commands and memorize them and you know, it's very, very difficult. So what you do is you basically use a Docker Compose. Uh, if you want to use, if you want to basically um, work with the previous version, version two, the latest is version three. If you look at it, here is what, what they're doing is they are creating a Selenium hub and this can be any name, right? This can be somewhere as well. But what it would do is it will bring in the image. So there are predefined image and this image would have basics, right? We will have uh, binaries of hub already there, okay? And uh, probably a few more files. <clears throat> In this particular image, you will have the binary for Node Chrome and Firefox thereafter, right? And we give the name, a we give container a name and we basically externalize the port, okay? Uh, in we, we would definitely do follow-up sessions more depth in Docker Kubernetes, you know, how to scale this up and all. But for now, just think that, you know, you already know that Selenium grid works on 4444. Obviously, you can change it, but but that's a standard port. So 4444, I'm externalizing it to 4444. And here, if you look at it for nodes, right, what I'm doing is I'm creating a hub node, a hub, and then I'm connecting, I'm creating a node and connecting to hub. What I'm saying is that, okay, do not start building the container because unless this guy is, uh, completes, so that depends on. And what is environment? Well, who is the host? Host is my Selenium hub, and the hub port is 4444. So like that, if you look at it, you've created Chrome, Firefox, Opera, and you can have more browsers here, okay? I hope you understood. So now we will use this concept and uh, create our Docker Compose files. So it's the same thing. Uh, and uh, it this will basically connect to the hub. Now, let me show you how it looks like, okay? So, not here. Okay. So, so, now what I'll do is I will, um, okay. Right, so let me check how many Docker 
containers are running right now. This will give me, uh, okay, so there is none. So Docker PS is list down all the process. Okay, um, do I have images here? Yes, I have some few images here. So I am not uh, again pulling the image because you can see it's as a GB of the image and it takes little time. Okay. Uh, and uh, so what we have done is, you know, we have uh, pulled this. So we have images. Now, what I've done, I've checked in this code to my GitHub. Okay. And I'll then now configure my Jenkins. Okay. Now I already have a Jenkins file which will tell uh, the Jenkins what the steps have they, it has to do. Uh, it has to basically uh, pull the code, uh, run the Docker Compose, and Docker Compose will create my infrastructure, uh, set the Java path, uh, package the code, run the code, and destroy at the last. So there are various stages here, right? So I've checked in the code. Now, what I'll do is I we will basically go in, and uh, in Jenkins, we create a project. Okay, so we have a test webinar project. So let's click on it. When I click on it, let's go to configure. Okay, when I go to configure, you will see all of these are blank. These are these are of no use to us. Why? It's because uh, we are. It's not an individual job. We are instructing Jenkins that use our file and whatever is is in written in the file do that job. Okay, so hence what I've done is. In the pipeline section, I can either write the pipeline script like I showed you earlier for the UI API test, or I can basically pull it from the Git. And I've given the project. When I'm giving the project, it sees which branch to pull and uh, uh, which file to pull. So when I say Jenkins file, what it would do, it will pull the code and it will run this particular Jenkins file. In Jenkins file, what is written? is what I've mentioned earlier as well, right? So now this is just the thing that you have to do, okay? And then just to save, okay? So once you do the save and you say build now, right? And go to open blue ocean, what you would see a test has been triggered and you would see that, you know, um, it has pulled the code it is now spinning up the Docker images and you can see the shell file here. So what it is trying to do, okay? And you would see that there are various stages that it, it is doing. So it has spinned, it has spun the uh, Docker images. Now it is building our, my building my code. Right. And you can see all the logs here, what it is doing and how it is doing and everything. Right, so let's wait for this to complete. This will probably take a minute and a half. Yeah, it has already started the tests. So I can click on here and see what, what it is doing. So you can also see what is the command that it executed. And it's the same command which you have mentioned in our Jenkins file. Okay, so you would see here that it is trying to do, to trying to run the test. And it has found the initializing driver. You will see it is opening the Google application. And, and I'm, by the way, executing in a headless mode. Obviously, in Docker, it has to run on headless mode. 
now it has failed right so i'm not going into the nitty gritties yes it is failed because of i have given more than 130 links and uh, it has just have 95 links right so what it it has since it has failed it skipped the earlier pieces right um we let's see what let's see you know when it has passed so when i click when i when we see her okay uh, there were 138 links okay the assertment is true and then it has destroyed all the containers running okay uh, so this is what this is how you basically containerize your tests and if you want to run them in parallel i already showed you you know how it basically look looks like and uh, and you can basically uh, do the execution like this in a pipeline mode right this is extremely flexible now there may be a question that somewhere there is an image which is 1.1 gb uh, and because you are you are basically uh, pulling the existing uh, image can i create on my own yes you can you need to have a docker file so mentioned you can create a docker file like i mentioned jenkins file and you can have not this is not the format it's a yaml file and what you can do is you can basically uh, uh, instruct it that you know what image base image you want to uh, pull what are the components that you want to install and uh, everything in it right so you can use your own stuff and then you can push the image to the docker registry and then pull the image in the docker compose file okay so that's how you can basically um do that to install docker on your machine um preferably if you have linux and uh, mac it would be very very seamless uh you can go to docker website uh, in you will see that there is a docker process that is running it runs in a demonized mode um and uh, that's how you would basically do it now let us go back okay and let's see you know what's there in the grid console i forgot to show you so let me see there so here it so you can also see you know what's going on in your grid uh so if you if you understood right we spun only two containers one for grid one for chrome right and uh, if you look at here that you know you can see the configuration now can you create multiple versions of chrome uh yes you can you just have to go to your uh, um your docker file docker compose file and mention what version of node chrome that you would need okay and those many versions you can actually spin up and execute your tests on okay uh, apart from that i already showed you how how firefox and opera looks like so you can have multiple browsers as well right so coming back to jenkins i this is the same thing um yeah so here you will also can look at you know how much time it took to basically execute um and you would also see the individual logs if you want to right so that's 
the beauty of the pipeline tests. Okay. Similarly, go to Blue Ocean plugin and see, you know, what has happened to this job. And this is how you would see it is running. Okay. So you can uh, pull all of uh, the information. You can you can get it up. You can get yourself up and running. Uh, however, you would need Jenkins. You would need Docker as a prerequisite, and you can use the pipeline test as is. I have modified this very, very recently, so this is up to date. Um, Jenkins, I already mentioned that there's a war file, so you, you can get, uh, get up and running. Only thing that you have to remember is, uh, is when you configure, when you create a project, you just need to create a pipeline test project, and you just need to mention certain uh, values here, right? Uh, and you just need to give your Git repository. So fork, fork my project, and then you can expand it as much as you can, um, and then mention that you need to run the Jenkins file. So this is as simple as that.